That was it. Hey, what's up, fellas? Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, in here live now, a little late tonight, but that's all right. Uh, Matt had some important business to, hang, to handle. I'm going to show a little picture here in just a minute. But uh, thank you all for jumping on here. we got Ryan up there with us. Uh, I'm Jeff Malive. We're your host, of course. Uh, and before we get going, I want to send a little message out to the podcast folks, folks that listen to this on the uh, audio podcast only over on iTunes and wherever else you might hear this stuff. We just passed 20,000 downloads, which is pretty big. For our, little, for, our little, for our little podcast. So if you're one of those listeners, we appreciate you. And if you're out there listening to this later on, uh, help us out and give us a little review over on iTunes, and that will help us get even more downloads later. So, Justin Rotten, we appreciate you. Thank you for being part of the nation, sir. Yes, sir. You make things interesting. Hey, uh, and if you're just getting on here, we got a few comments already coming in the live comment section. Please let us know where you're at and where you're coming in from so uh, we know you're watching. Uh, but yeah, Matt, one of the best in the in Texas for sure. One of the best all across the country for sure. Thanks for taking the time to come over here and join us, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm glad to, you know, I guess better late than never, right? Yeah, that's all right. Hey, I'm gonna throw this picture up real quick so everybody can see what you were doing, so they know why you were late. We prefer it late, actually. Yeah, big old bass. I don't know where you. I don't know if you want to say where you were. Who's that in the picture with you? That you, that you sent the picture. Uh, that's my sister. Okay. Yeah. But that's hey, catching well, them like we, that, that's a valid reason. Yeah, we were on Possum Kingdom Lake. Okay. Uh, just really, really awesome day out there. Throwing spinner baits and swim baits. Probably oh. caught thirty five fish. You said you before we came on you said you missed a couple giants too, huh? I mi yeah, I missed one giant. <laughs> it like tried to rip the rod out of my hands. Uh. And of course it's right there at the end of the day, about the time I was realizing that I was late for this and I was like <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's we got to go. Yeah. I, hey, I know where she's at. I'll come back for her. Well, hey, uh, once again, even though you're a little bit late, we appreciate you coming on here. And we were going to ask, you know, first question was going to be, what have you been up to during this downtime? But sounds like you've been fishing. I've been fishing. Uh, that's the best way for me to get out and social distance and, and not really kind of get too caught up on things. Uh, you know, it's kind of trying times, you know. I mean, it's uh, – it's an interesting time to be alive, I'll tell you. I mean, in my 34 years, this is some of the wildest stuff I've seen. Uh, so, you know, hopefully things get back to normal sooner than later. But unfortunately, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, we might be, you know, locked down for a little longer. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it looks like I know a lot of states are pushing for, like, their boat ramps to be opened back up and that kind of stuff. I hope. Luckily, oh, Tennessee hasn't seen too much of that, but I mean, it, that's that's rough. Whenever whenever they just shut everything down, I know like economically, it's obviously taking a toll on like I know Jeff's wife and her her hair salon and stuff like small business owners. It just kind of sucks. You're you're stuck. You don't really have have the means as as the larger you know government organizations and stuff go. Yeah, it's killed my guide service, man. Uh, this is our best time of the year, man. I, I stay, when I have days open, man, I stay pretty booked this time of year, man. And it, uh, it's hard to get people out. And, you know, I had people booked through the spring and, you know, just cancellations and, you know, postponements and, and all that, you know. I mean, and, I, you know, look, I don't blame people either right now. I mean, I'd rather be safe than sorry, but, uh, you know, 
it's it, you're right it is tough on small business and fishing guy i mean the fishing industry has been hit hard by it you know i wondered how that played out in other states and in texas in particular are there any rules against guides and guides doing their thing or is it all if the lake's you know, open kind of stuff i i think as long as the lake's open and you, you use the six foot rule and you know for guides in the boat um you know i mean they can stay pretty far away from their guys as long as they don't have too many people on the boat and in the kayak i mean we can stay six feet apart no problem so there's not really an issue with it i haven't run into anybody that's really said anything that you know there would be an issue with the with the distancing in the kayak it's just uh you know people are just scared kind of you know and uh you know i don't blame them you know i i even like know people you know via facebook and you know, people I've known and kind of kept up with that, you know, I mean, people that have passed away from this. So it's serious, you know, I mean, um, you know, we, we should take it serious. There's a lot of people I feel like that, you know, just because like we're young and healthy, you know, uh, you know, that, you know, we might not be at as risk, but there are people that are definitely at risk. Like the, the it is for real, man. Like I know people that have died from this stuff. Yeah, I know Ryan and I both work in and around healthcare. So we, we hear some stories and you know, it, it's, it, it's tough to know what to believe with what's going on right now. And, and thankfully fishing is one of the things we can use to get away from all this stuff. A lot of times. Yeah. That's why I've been putting, spending all my time fishing, man. Just trying to get away from everything out there. I feel bad for those states where they shut it down. I don't get that, but you know, each state's yeah, a same deal. I don't get it either, man. I mean, in Texas, they close all the state parks, but, you know, we're blessed. We have a we have a lot of lakes, and uh, so there's still plenty of places to get out and go fishing. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're just jumping on here, like I said, drop a comment for us so we know you're watching. And, and hopefully, I mean, our little podcast here, and there's a bunch of other podcasts that, that go on throughout the week and kind of give you something to watch and distract you and maybe entertain you a little bit if you're if you're locked in at home and can't get out on the lake, so. I know Ryan will do his best to uh, make you laugh at some point tonight. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, but, you know, Matt, uh, everybody knows you're one of the best tournament anglers in the country. Uh, you're in, you're out. You're actually one of only three people to make the top 25 of the KBN rankings all three times we've done it. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. you flashed that stat uh, before, and, yeah, yeah. I definitely, and I definitely noticed it. Too. Uh, Guillermo, uh, it was Matt Ball and Guillermo or something like that, or maybe Jay and Matt Ball. I can't remember. I, I think it. I think it was Guillermo and. Um, or was it Jody Queen, oh, Guillermo, and you? Jody Queen. That's right. Jody Queen. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. Pretty yeah. good company there. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, you've been consistent, obviously, way before that, and during these rankings that we like to mess with and have fun. You want to share a little bit of why you think you've been able to stay so consistent and how your game travels? Because it, it's not just Texas where you do your damage. I mean, you've traveled out to, to other places and done really well. Yeah, I mean, you just got to go out and, and, and fish hard. And I, I, at the core of it, you know, I just love to fish. You know, I, I love just the opportunity to get out there and, and get to fish, you know, competitively. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just – you know, I, I feel like you just have to love it, you know, at the, at the basis of fishing and and then um, take it day by day. And, uh, you know, um, I try not to get too overwhelmed with it, you know, like I don't plan my tournaments too far in advance and all that. That way I can kind of keep focused on, you know, the task at hand and the tournaments at hand. But, 
yeah, I, I just take it tournament by tournament and I fished a lot of tournaments, you know, just local tournaments. When I first started, um, I fished every single tournament I could. I could. I mean, if there was a local tournament, I fished it. There are going to be 10 guys. And I went out there and I fished it just to kind of figure out the nuances of, of kayak fishing. And uh, yeah, I mean, that practice makes perfect and just keep practicing. You know, I mean, it's not. It can be real complicated at times, but it, you know, it, it really isn't that complicated. What's your favorite lake in Texas to fish? It might have been the one I was fishing today, Possum, <laughs> po okay. Possum Kingdom. I, I, I love Possum Kingdom. Y'all have uh, a big tournament there every year, don't you? I remember we, seeing posts and stuff about it, a pretty big tournament at Possum Kingdom. Yeah, we had our Lone Star Throwdown last year. It's never been there before. Uh, last year was the first year we had it there. But we had the Lone Star Throwdown there last year, and I won the Throwdown, the North one for the team tournament, and then I caught Big Bass too. So um, it, it's a the lake's been good to me. I've caught some really nice fish out there. How far outside Dallas What's is it? Uh, outside of Dallas, it's about an hour and forty five minutes, depending on what part of Dallas you're coming from. And if you're uh, I'm out in Weatherford right now, and it's about 50 minutes for me to get to the boat ramp. I need bad. Yeah, it's it's not bad at all. All country driving out there. Ryan, you broke up there for a minute. We, I can hear what you said. What, what's your favorite lake outside of Texas? Like, not Toledo. Oh, like, man. Like outside for, of Texas. You know, I've had moments where I really loved Kentucky Lake, man. I've had some, some really good days up there, just some good tournament fishes, finishes up there, and uh, yeah, Kentucky Lake's pretty special to me. Um, you know, high moments, low moments, you know, you kind of take them all and, you know, I, I, it feels like home up there, honestly. I've gone up there so much that when I pull up to some of the boat ramps, I mean, it it just feels like I kind of belong there, you know. I don't, it's strange, but um, I really like Kentucky Lake, man. And then uh, Beaver's Bend in southwestern Oklahoma, uh that that lake kind of has the same feel to me, man. I've been going there now for, I guess, six years, right, Jeff? Yeah, man. Is that how long the, the Beaver's Bend Kayak Classics? I guess this would have been the seventh. Um, and that way is much the same. Uh, you know, it's just whenever I get there, I just feel really comfortable. Um, so, yeah, definitely Beaver's Bend, too, man. I love that lake. Ryan, do you know the story behind that? That he kind of, Matt kind of built his uh, fleet of guide boats at Beaver's Bend. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, I came in, the second place prize is a Hobie Outback, and four out of the six years of that event, I've gotten second. <laughs> no, I do remember that. Yeah, it, it's always you and G going back and forth, isn't it? One time it was me and G. Guillermo's very first time he fished the event, he won it. And I would have won it if that sucker wouldn't have showed up. And the first year, the very first year, I think this is why I was jinxed with second place. The first year... They said that there was a tie between me and Robbie Milam. And then they awarded me the winner via the tiebreaker. And then Robbie disputed it, and he ended up winning. And I, I think when they gave me the check and all of that, I when I touched it, I, I jinxed myself for second place forever. <laughs> that was the biggest tournament I'd ever been to, and that's the first place I met you, I think, Matt, was down there. With, yeah, uh, pro it, I think it was. I I pretty sure i ran into you on the boat ramp uh the friday before or something yeah like down that. there with down with bo reed and all those yahoos that were down there camped out i believe yeah 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 
But, uh, yeah, awesome tournament. Very underrated tournament. I always try to tell people that don't know that it's one of the most underrated tournaments in the nation. Yeah, it, yeah and there's giant bass in there, too. I mean, they're 13 pounds. Every year I feel like there's a 13-pounder that comes out of there. So uh, even though we don't always catch giant bass in that tournament, uh, there's some monsters in there, yeah, and it's man. definitely worth going and fishing. So what technique do you have that you think travels like that? To different lakes or is there one do you just fish um, you just very versatile consider yourselves very i versatile? think i yeah i'm versatile you have to kind of every lake is unique you know and what time of the year you're there kind of what the fish are doing uh so you just have to kind of be able to adapt well i would say that's probably like you know one of the most important things is just adapt to the changing environments the changing conditions and and fish in the moment and i think if you do that often you're gonna you're gonna do well I got you. The Allen brothers came in on you earlier, I think yesterday or today when I posted you were coming on and said it was because of your crappie fishing. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely <laughs> like, I like to do some crappie fishing, man. And this year, because we haven't had all the bass tournaments due to this virus, um, I've got to do more crappie fishing. I've been just having the time of my life out there, man. I'm catching every single time I go, I'm catching a limit. So, I mean, and they're big too. So it, it's hard not to to like that and even today i got out there and, and i shot some docks on possum kingdom and i caught some really big crappie out there too uh i've got them in the boat right now and a pretty nice striper i caught underneath the dock on a crappie jig so uh yeah it was it was a fun day out there man i i just enjoy fishing i mean it can be crappie bass um just about anything you know i, I just like to be out on the water and you know just trying to catch fish What's your favorite? What's your favorite technique? Like dragging a Texas rig, jig fishing, top water. Like if you had to Man. pick one, like what it is just your, what's your favorite bite? Man, that swim bait bite is pretty pretty fun. That's what I was doing today. Uh, you know, they just, I mean, you're reeling it along and you're hitting bushes and and all of a sudden just something just freaking freight trains it. You know, and you set the hook and you can't stop them. I mean, you can't slow them down. And that's pretty fun, man, when you're trying to target bigger fish uh, yeah. and you get bit doing it, you know, you kind of, uh, that's, it's a rush, man. And I definitely enjoy this, the swim bait thing a lot, even though I'm not really like an expert at it by any means uh, with the hard ones, uh, with, okay. the, with the soft okay. swim baits. Okay. Yeah, with, with the soft swim baits, I'm, I'm pretty prolific, but uh, the, uh, the hard ones, I, I'm, I'm learning, man. Prolific. I like that. Go ahead. Jump right up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the swim bait community, man, a six or seven inch paddle tail swim bait is not even a swim bait, you know? So, you know. uh, Is is that your jam, that size? That that kind of trap. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Zaldane. Was it Chris Chris, Chris Zaldane on some podcast was talking about that's kind of the perfect tournament size, anyways, like a six inch deal? It is. I mean, that's what I was throwing today was a, a six inch, um, the, uh, the mega bass, the mag draft, the mag draft. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. With okay. the, what's the belly weighted, not the trocar, the beast hook. Yeah. The owner beast hook. Yep. Yep. That's the way to go, man. Those are good. I like, man, I'll throw like a half ounce, just a half ounce jig head exposed hook with uh, one of the five or six inch zoom swim baits. That's kind of my favorite bite on Gunnersville right now. 
Oh, no, hell yeah. <laughs> and I like to throw the exposed hook where I can, but like where I was fishing at today, I mean, you've got to, you got to skip it into bushes and you got to skip it. I mean, you're throwing into cover and docks and stuff like that. And I just don't like to have exposed hooks when I'm, oh, yeah. I'm chunking into all kinds of, you know, cover like that. Is that it? Does that mess with your hookup ratio doing it that way? You say you lost a couple today or is it just. I mean, I, I missed it. I'm. No, I missed that fish just because I semi kind of given up on the cast. Uh, I I threw a swim bait way up under a deep dock, a deep floating dock, and uh, I was slow rolling it out. And I turned my head, you know, I'm kind of looking at the boat. It was real windy out there, and um, she followed it out from underneath the dock, and she hit it like three foot, you know, on the outside of the dock. And I just wasn't expecting her to hit it there. And I mean, she hit it, and she freight trained the freaking swim bait. I mean. I couldn't believe how hard she hit it. And I just for whatever reason, because I wasn't in position to set the hook, you know, it just pulled out. Um, I really didn't even get a hook set on her. Just, you know, just bad body, you know, position. Ask Scott. Clifton keeps trying to call you out to Cedar Creek, man. Are you scared to fish Cedar Creek against Clifton? I don't want to go to Cedar Creek <laughs> to fish. So that's a yes. <laughs> I, you know, like I've only fished Cedar Creek one time and I went there crappie fishing. I caught like the lake record black crappie. And like, I don't really, I mean, I like the lake, but I, you know, I'm not going to drive two hours and 30 minutes right now just to, to go over there and, and fish something that I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I mean, I know how to fish, but like, you know, like I, Right now, I'm just not worried about tournaments. You know, I'm just trying to have a good time and enjoy my life. And I'm not trying to burn up the highway to, to fish against, you know, 20 or 30 people. Uh, there's going to be more of that in the future. And uh, right now, I'm just, like I said, just trying to, to do me. Uh, so, sorry, Clifton. Uh, if, if you want to come out and fish with me, buddy, uh, hit me up, man. We'll, we'll go head up LaVon. Clifton yeah. says you're his boy, and then Ryan Backa says Cedar Creek sucks. Cedar Creek's a t <laughs> I mean, it can be a tough lake. I mean, it's going to be one on docks and brush piles, uh, more than likely. You know, somebody that knows that kind of where, you know, some good brush piles and good docks are. Uh, that's just, you know, that's pretty typical of Cedar Creek. And uh, I don't know. It, it's a huge lake. And like I said, I just don't, I'm not really in the tournament mindset right now. Like I said, I'm just, you know, just trying to, to get through this, you know, and tournaments really just, it's just not important to me right now. I get you. Well, let's, uh, I want to talk about a few things that I guess can be touchy subjects. And, and uh, you were sort of involved on the, oh, on, the, on, the, on the periphery with both of these <laughs> things. So, Yay. So one of them is how I want to talk about some things that have happened at some of these tournaments with not just uh, with other anglers, and then you've had some incidents like this as well. How are how do anglers? What's the best way to overcome? I'm going to call it uh, crowded spots or crowded ramps or whatever you want to call it uh, at these big money tournaments. Because because <coughs> without good communication, I can see how it can erupt into some into some problems. And uh, I know mm -hmm. you're a competitor, and I know there's other competitors out there, and there's been a few issues. Uh, so I don't want to call out any issue in particular, but I know other anglers that are friends of mine that have had, you know, uh, confrontations, let's call them, with people that, you know, because they're crowding them or they're coming in on their area. How have you found is the best way to deal with that? 
Oh, man. it It's such a loaded question, and there's so many different ways you can kind of take it. Um, you know, every situation's unique, man. And I guess I feel like if you're ever out there on the water and you feel like you're kind of uneasy with, like, you know, the, the person that's around you in the event, it, you know, it's another kayak fisherman or a boater for that matter. Uh, the best thing to do is try to communicate with them, you know, verbally first, you know, and, and see, you know, what y'all can work out. Um, it doesn't, you know, I wish everything was, we were always, you know, kind of cool tempered and everything like that. But I mean, you know, when people are out there, they're competitive, uh, and, you know, tempers flare. I mean, we've seen it with, with boat guys. I mean, didn't Ish and uh, another guy, you know, get into it down at, in the, at the locks in Florida a couple of years ago? And one of them ended up in the in the lake, you know? I mean, uh, but, I mean, it, it just happens. Uh, you know, it's human nature, uh, just kind of competitiveness and sport. And, you know, like I said, the best thing to do is to, to try to, to work it out with with you know competitors are in the same area um i feel like you know most of the time if i plan on fishing an area i spend the practice time with there's other competitors in the area i try to talk to every single one of them uh and a lot of people can probably tell you that if they fished around me in a tournament that i i probably approached them in practice and, and just talked with them you know just casually talked with them kind of felt out what they were doing what you know if they were going to fish there or not uh just so I could be mindful of who else is going to be there. I can have a good strategy on tournament day. And also, you know, so that we're kind of on the same page about, you know, how things, you know, are going to go on tournament day. You know, if you're going to want one side of a cove or you want this pocket or, or whatever it is, that way we can, we can fish amongst one another. And, and, you know, because ideally you don't want to get out there and you don't want to be frustrated during the tournament. I mean, that stuff can throw you off your game quicker than anything. So to, to go out there and to have no conflicts with people is, is what you want. And ideally, that's why I kind of look for areas where I can fish all by myself. Um, ideally, that's what I want. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes you have to go to like a community hole or sometimes, uh, you know, you, you got to go to a spot or an area because that's where all the smallmouth are spawning at. So you have to be there and you have to fish against amongst people. Uh, but that's just the way it is. And in those circumstances, I mean, you know, you just try to be as respectful to the next person as you would want them to be to you. Uh, I want to go back so, to something that happened to you, uh, not to cut you off there, but at Lake Fork, you and Russ Snyder's on the final day uh, during the, mm -hmm. the BOS event, actually it was a pretty awesome story. I don't know because I wasn't there. I just heard third hand that you guys ended up sharing some water. You know, Russ shared some with you. You shared some with him. Uh, even though you were right there neck and neck trying to beat each other uh, on the final day. Is that accurate? Yeah. No, it is. I mean, we had, Russ and I had fished together in practice. Uh, and the area that he was fishing at was an area I had practiced in. I mean, I it was going to be my backup spot, you know, if, if my area didn't pan out and uh, Russ had fished in the area, we'd actually both fished in the area uh, not too far away and one of the practice days. And then he'd asked me about it and I told him I'd gone back there and caught him. But, you know, I didn't catch any real big ones. I'm, they're like 18 and a halfs. And then he went back there and, you know, he did Russ Snyder things and, you know, probably caught 100 inches. And so that, 
he told me that he that was going to be a spot. He said he really liked it, and you know it was fine because I had that area that I was fishing, and it was in Dell Creek, and um, so you know, and everything was fine. I mean, I I went out there on day one and 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 did my thing the way I, I mean better than I could have hoped, honestly. So I mean, it all works out. You know, I just you know it doesn't matter who the angler is. I mean, if you're a friend of mine, uh, you know, I'm probably going to work with you you know, to some extent, for sure. Then, I mean, it doesn't even matter if you're Russ Snyder's or Cody Milton or Guillermo Gonzalez, you know, I mean, and, you know, some of the best anglers out there, uh, you know, I'm, I, I know we all have to go out there. It doesn't, if I help him out or I say something, no, he's, you still got to go out there and catch the fish. You still got to go out there and figure out on that day. Uh, you know, so I try not, I just, if I focus on what I need to do, it's like playing golf. If you just go out there and focus on doing what you have to do and you do it really well, then more times than not, you're going to be where you want to be if you just focus on yourself. Uh, and so that's what I try to do. I just try to stay focused and, and driven on what I need to do and, you know, I try not to worry that Russ is catching 99 inches. <laughs> I, I attribute my lack of success in the last year to not showing up at the same ramps as you. I need to find out where you're at. You, well, you know, you did show up at the same ramp at Lake Fork as me last year, and you caught a 23-incher, did you not? Uh, I wasn't quite 23, but it was a big one, yeah. It was a big one. <laughs> well, I'm so, uh, recent past, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I, I told y'all where I was at, so. Yeah, yeah, um, I got you. Yeah. No, it's not cool. really a, much of a secret anymore. No, shoot, there isn't any secrets on Lake Fork. You just got to find out where they're at that day, I think. That's it, man. Uh, because I, and you know they were there on day two. It's just uh, it, they my bite. I mean, how I was trying to catch them, they they were not responding to it. Sean McCord, he attributes success to not his success to not going to the same ramp as me. That's good. That's smart, Sean. <laughs> smart man. Yeah. Well, coming out of Lake Fork. You know, there was something else that went down, and I don't want to get back into the, all, all the problems with it, but I feel like, you know, it was named Flexgate, I guess is what the funny name was, with the, with the boards and what all happened with the boards. But it kind of, to me, the, the worst part of coming out of that was it kind of overshadowed the tournament and what went down for the next couple of weeks. It, you know what I mean? I mean, Russ had just been on an incredible streak. Matt had a huge day, day one. I mean, it was just a you know an awesome weekend, and the next weekend was an awesome weekend, and it kind of overshadowed the whole thing. Do you guys think that's behind us now? Yeah, man. I mean, I you know, that wasn't even something I was bothered with or even caught up on when it was going on. I mean, I enjoyed the, the I don't know, <laughs> all the hoopla, but at the same time, like <laughs> – you know, just like in the tournament, I mean, I'm more worried about what I'm doing than what somebody else is doing. I mean, if you've got to bend the board to get an advantage, I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's I'm trying to get an advantage by catching fish, by catching a bigger fish. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I've never, you know, every time we, they catch somebody doing something, you know, just off, it, it's kind of like, geez, like really, again, somebody did something stupid. And, uh, you know, it's just like, I always think that everybody is like doing everything the right way. Cause I feel like 99.99% of the people are doing things the right way. And, you know, 
uh, <laughs> that's really, I mean, there's no other way to do it. I mean, yeah. and, and I, I don't think I, I wasn't even trying to say right or wrong about intent there. I just hated to see the way it overshadowed what it just went down with all the records that had fell with attendance and length limits yeah. and all kinds of stuff that went on, you know? Well, it, it, yeah, I agree. Not only not, not just that event and the things that were accomplished in that event, but I mean, Hobie was freaking rolling. Like as far as, you know, attendance and numbers and popularity and no no bullshit going on in the tournaments i mean no drama they were they were riding pretty high right there i mean that was kind of the most disappointing part for me is is you know you're thinking like all right finally you know we got it nailed down like people are respectful of the rules and they know what they're doing and and nobody's trying to pull some some shady stuff and then then freaking turn around and it's right there in the you know in the top three in front of a camera boat to to throw this whole cloud of smoke in front of the whole thing and i know matt i mean i was sitting right next to you when we found it out. we were sitting there with duke that night when we found it out and we were all just kind of like this what in the hell like how, how does that stuff go down like i think at some point as this continues to grow and and get bigger and bigger like i hope to god that that we just you know, everybody kind of faces forward and does, does you know, kind of the, I mean, what I feel like is the obvious things. I don't know. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, the quickest way to get kicked out of kayak fishing is to do something. I mean, you don't even have to cheat. Just do something off. I'm telling you. I mean, that is the quickest way to, to get ruined, man. And, and so the best thing to do is just to always, you know, be on the up and up and, you know, just be thankful when you catch a 17 and three quarter, be thankful you got that 17 and three quarter, you know, don't, you know, oh, is it, you know, I, it needs to be an 18 and a quarter. No, it, it needs to be a 17 and three quarter. Move on to the next fish. Uh, you know, and like I said, I think if more people were thankful uh, in the moment that they're fishing and getting to fish and getting to enjoy what they like to do, that, you know, that wouldn't go on, uh, you know, but I, I, unfortunately, that's the world isn't perfect, <laughs> and th- there's always going to be somebody that's you know bending the rules or you know trying to get away with something that they shouldn't. But uh, so you know, what's your, what's your best way? So I know some people obviously it gets in their head and they look for something to completely change the the system and the way they've always done things. But for you, like if you're in a slump, if you've had two or three bad tournaments, like what? What do you do to just kind of to, to shake it off and, and go in, you know, swinging on the next one? Or do you go and swing on every one of them? And sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it that, does. Like, that's it. Do you I have mean, a mental a slump that you get into? I mean, it, that could happen to anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, you can get in a just a bad pattern of making decisions or, you know, you just read the lake wrong or, you, you know, you, you made a gamble to go somewhere and it didn't work out. Um uh, but yeah i mean oh man like i just try to go out there and and have fun and you know if i've had a couple bad tournaments i try to go fun fishing uh and and just try to go out and like remember what i really enjoy about fishing you know just like to and i like to fish alone you know sometimes you just you've got to get away uh not just in tournaments or practicing for tournaments but Sometimes you just need to get away on the water uh, just to kind of decompress or, you know, to to get away from things. And, you know, sometimes you just get in a fishing funk and you just need to go out and, and just kind of find your, your rhythm again. 
Uh, there's a lot, like when things are going really well, I feel like I have a, just a rhythm going, you know, like it's, it's like everything's clicking, you know? Uh, so th that's something I try to go out. Like if it's not happening, I, I try to go out and kind of get it going kind of somewhere else, you know, maybe go to like a honey hole or, you know, somewhere where I know I'm going to catch a bunch of fish and, and kind of get that feeling back. What about, uh, kind of follow on Ryan's question. Do you have any either good or bad kind of crazy stories from a tournament that kind of, you know, either sent the thing in the wrong direction or something that, that sealed the deal for you in a, in a good way. It can be good or bad. Oh man. There's so many stories like fish, like hundreds of tournaments over like the past six and seven years. So, Oh man, it's always hard to come back to like one, uh, like one moment at each one or, you know, uh, what about laying down on the front of your Hobie to land those big ones out of the mat? That was, that was insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just like in those moments, like, I feel like when you have a big fish on, you have to get it as soon as possible. Like, you don't have time to try to straighten your kayak or to pull your drive out. You don't have time to do stuff like that. I mean, like, when you can get your hands on them, you have to get them on them. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I try to get my – I mean, some people, like – play them out and you know loosen their drag a lot but like a lot of times if i have the line and the rod and the ability to do it i'm trying to pull them in the boat as quick as i can uh and it was the same thing for that fish at fork that you were alluding to uh she was on a mat and i pulled her through the mat and got her on top and you know it's like you got to go and get her man you don't i lost a nice one in practice the same thing i got her up on top of the mat like that and she flopped and the hook just came out of her mouth on top of the mat and she flopped on that mat and got away. So uh, I'd seen that in practice, and it happened again in the tournament where I got the big fish on top of the mat. And so I was like, I've got to get my hands on it because, I mean, even though it's right there, it could be gone in the blink of an eye. And in the Hobie tournament, you can't jump out of the kayak and grab it the same way you could in, like, a KBF. So, you know, you, you got to know those rules, you know. So Clifton... Uh... Number one, Clifton said, this is the best interview in KBN history. So that's good. And number two, he said, how do you feel about sandbagging? Ha ha. <laughs> sandbag. You know, I think a lot of people think that I sandbag. And, like, more times than not, if I don't submit my fish, I just don't have them. Uh, I either have bad service, I don't have them. Uh, because what I like to do is I like to, going into every tournament, I have, uh, like, a pre- you know, I have a, a score that I'm trying to hit for that tournament, you know. And if I'm close to that score, I'll definitely submit my fish. And if I'm not even close to it, if, like I say, think I need 96 inches at this tournament and I have 78, well, I have no business putting my picking my phone up and messing with iAngler or Tourney X because I have 78 inches and I need 96. Yeah. So there, there's no reason... It's at 8.30 in the morning for me to be logging those fish. I need, to, I need to be working on catching 96 inches of fish. And that's just the way I operate. And if, let's just say, my goal is 96 and I end up at 88 or 92, maybe I'll stop and submit my fish. But I, if, I, if I'm not close to what I think I need, I, I, I'm working on trying to get fish. Let me tell you what uh, that causes, Matt. Let me tell you what that causes. Everybody back at the ramp or at the weigh-in saying, Scotch is holding fish. Is Scotch holding fish? Scotch is holding fish. All, all over the, the get-together. So it's, it makes it even a little more fun, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a little suspense there because you don't know if someone is or isn't. You know, I feel the same way about, a, you know, so you know, like Guillermo or maybe Cody or Russ. There's, you know, someone like one of my friends that I'm kind of competing with, you know, who I feel like is maybe on a good bite. And I don't know how well they did. Maybe they were fishing an area with bad reception, so they didn't get their fish logged, you know, early either. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always like kind of like, man, did they get on them or not? Uh or did they hold them back or did they not? But, you know, I'm not really playing games with people uh, as much as people might think. Uh, I, if I don't have them, I just, more of the times than not, just don't have them. The pre-fishing, I'm going to ask you this. Pre-fishing, if you're on fish, do you want people to know that you're on fish or do you try to keep it hush-hush so man, they're not thinking about it? Oh, man, that, that's tough, too, because... Uh, it's a mental Sometimes, game. Like if people know you're on fish, mind, like it is. Like people are in their own heads all the time. If people know I'm catching fish, they'll go and fish there. It it, just, it happens more times than not. If if people know I'm on a good bite, they they wander into the area, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were fishing here. Oh, this is where you said you were fishing, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like what a coincidence. Like, yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. You know, but you know, it it just happens that way. Um, you you might have been I the guy. You, you might have been the guy that coined the term bent rod pattern. Was that you, Matt? No, but I mean, I definitely yeah, used the term. Been around for a minute. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably been yeah. around for a while. I like it. I like when people like if I'm if I'm pre fishing a tournament, I like to throw up a couple pictures of big fish just so people are you know. You're kind of sweating a little bit like oh you know, shit. Like, <laughs> for me like i just feel like like i would kind of just rather go out there and you know speak softly and carry a big sick kind of thing like i don't want to like put my foot in my mouth you know before the tournament where like it's like oh yeah i smashed them and then you go out there on tournament day and you can't catch them uh because i mean it can happen you can catch them one day based on the conditions one day go back to the same area a day or two later different conditions and not catching anything there. So, or they like, of a as I proved yeah, I mean, it's happened to me. Yeah, it <laughs> happened to me, like, you know, on Lake Fork, you know, a lake that I really shouldn't have to struggle that hard on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it happens, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a note just slid under the door no, here. You know, it kind of causes it, if, even if you, if you don't you know show your pics on social media it can cause the same kind of buzz people asking you know i wonder is he on him is he not they don't know so it's the same kind of deal yeah i mean i would rather people kind of wonder if they care to i don't know i, don't, I never think about that stuff i mean if somebody like comes to me and they're like oh my god such and such is smashing them you know it's like great well i mean i better figure out a way to catch them that good too um but i just like I was alluding to earlier with golf, I mean, I'm just out there just doing the best I can do. And that's the only thing I think about. I don't think about what other people are doing at all. I mean, I'd like to kind of know. That way I know, like, what the competition is kind of doing. But at the same time, uh, that's I have no focus on what anybody else is doing. That's cool. That's part of the fun of fishing is it's not a uh, – I mean, it's a sport, especially kayak fishing, but it's not a uh... – physical you know one-on-one -on -one battle like you're playing basketball against them or something you just have to go outsmart them and catch catch the fish beat the lake and and hope it falls for you at the end of the day and that's that's exactly how i see it man like uh and you know sometimes you're gonna do well and and sometimes you're not and you know it, if people can always go out there and kind of learn something you know if you can always like take positive things from your trips 
And like even like the bad things that happen, if you can learn what not to do next time, you're going to be better for it. Uh, and so, I mean, experience and time on the water, it's, it's irreplaceable. Good or bad. Your most memorable big tournament that you fished? Like, which one just sticks out in your mind? It can be the biggest win. It can be the best experience. Like, which one is kind of on, on the pedestal there? Uh, there's a, I mean, there's a kind of a couple of them. The first time I went to the Hobie Worlds, uh, I was leading on day one, and that was a pretty cool experience. Uh, just because I grew up fishing for redfish and trout, and uh, to go out there, and I mean, the conditions were horrible. I mean, they were I mean, some of the worst conditions I've ever fished in. And to go out there, and I mean, I freaking just railed them on day one. Um, <laughs> by like eight, th I, I fished 100 yards from the ramp in two different directions and was just smashing them. Uh, and by like 8.30 or 9, I came in, and they were like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm done. They were like, what? You're done? I was like, yeah. I was like, I, you know, I've had a good day, you know, like it, I knew I was going to save my energy and everything. So I don't know, just the, that whole event, it was a big event kind of for me at the time. And, you know, it, it, just a lot of good memories from it. Um, so that was a really big one. And then maybe like when I won the, the Toledo Bend tournament, the KBF open on Toledo Bend, that was kind of a pretty big moment. Um, then I won it again the next year and, you know, was it was, say, you won that one a few times, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I won it back to back years and the year, the very first year I came in second. Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of just good days on Toledo Bend. And so, yeah, those two tournaments definitely stick out there as, you know, kind of bigger tournaments that, you know, stick with me. And then last year's Lone Star Throwdown, uh, out on Possum Kingdom where I was fishing today. Um, that was, that was incredible. I mean, I had thought about where I was going to, I didn't practice at all. I hadn't fished last year. I only fished on Possum Kingdom, maybe two or three times. Uh, I didn't get a lot of time to go out there and fish, but I had a, a lot of experience on the water and I, I was going to go fish these docks that had these series of green lights on them. And I had dreamed it up that I would get there in enough time and I would see bass swimming in the lights and I pull up to the light and there's bass swimming in the lights. And I, I threw my bullshad out there, and this bass just freight trains it. I mean, just comes through, swims up to it, and hits it like a million miles an hour. And it's just like, you know, like the day starts like that. And, you know, it's just just an awesome feeling, you know, when you, when you have a game plan, and, and it just, like, happens the way, like, you kind of dreamt it up. And Lake Fork was the same way this year. I mean, everything at Lake Fork. Uh, for the Hobie BOS, I mean, it went exactly the way I planned. I mean, I caught a fish on the first cast. Like, it, it was sometimes that's like the worst thing that can happen. But every once in a while, I mean, you just get one of those days where you, you can't do anything wrong. I mean, if it were NBA Jam, you'd be on fire. I mean, <laughs> I like that. I like that throwback Bro. reference. That's good. Yeah, man, I'm old. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. What's the tournament, like, you fish national championships, you fish the TOC. What is your your biggest goal tournament to win? What have you got on the top of Man, the, the top of I, board I, right now? I really do think, and I mean, you know, people like want to say it's, like, not the most prestigious because, like, a lot of, you can get in very easily to the national championship. But, man, I would love, I mean, 
if there's a goal I want, um, it would be to win the KBS National Championship. I mean, that's a tough competition. You have to beat a lot of people. Uh, luck comes into play some, but more times than not, like over a two- or three-day tournament, uh, you, you have to have something going on. You're not just going to get lucky that many days in a row. Uh, and so I would, I would love to win that one. I think if you win the KBF NC, uh, um, that's one of the premier titles that you can win in kayak fishing. As far as I'm concerned, I know everybody has their things. Um, I know Ho the Hobie TOC is like, you know, we're going into the second year of that this year and last year's was incredible. And, um, I had a great time at that too. I mean, but yeah, there's just something about beating a field of five or six, seven, hundred people and 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 you think that the field will get back to that level again i mean with with I, what's I, now not and this year changing a lot of people asking for refunds and not getting refunds back i mean do you think it's going to bounce back uh i would love to see it bounce back man I, I look forward to it every year just the traveling and seeing friends and getting to fish you know that's the kentucky lake thing for a while you know so yeah I love going to Kentucky Lake and seeing everybody up there. You know, it just kind of felt right when I was there. And uh, I was looking forward to this year, man. I, I was super excited. I mean, that was like two weeks ago would have been on fire on Gunnersville. That's my favorite bite of the whole year. And then I now saw that. Like, October, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was really, <laughs> really looking forward to that one. But, uh, you know, now it's in October and it's right on top of our state championship. I don't know, man. It's kind of. Yeah, it sucks. That hurts. Like that. It's like pouring salt in the open wound. I don't. I don't there's no way to fish it now. So yeah, uh, out of the backyard, I guess. You know, KBF's kind of in flux anyway. So I'd be curious to see how they come out of this with what they're going to do with the trail series and pro tour and all that kind of stuff. Because it sounds like there's a rework yeah. happening, and you know who knows what's going to happen at the at the end of all of it. Man, it's hard for me to keep up with everything. Honestly, man. Uh, it, I I. You know, I, I probably like KBF more than a lot of people, uh, but it, it, even for me, it's hard to keep up with, you know, like all the videos and the updates. And uh, <laughs> I, I just hope that a friend tells me what's going on uh, before the next tournament kind of thing. Matt, 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 it's on the KBF website, Rule 237, Part <laughs> E. You can find it there. Everyone and, knows that. And disclaimer, it's always unofficial. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean to... To dive through like all the videos for like this is wee little bit of information that I needed or yeah. you know like I don't know it, it can just be too time consuming sometimes. Well, I'll tell you this, this is kind of all I'll say it. One of the things that you're kind of blessed with is Texas. I mean, if you're an angler and you're serious about tournament fishing, you never have to leave the state of Texas if you live there. I mean, there's so much going no. on. Uh, so you know, at the end of the day, if you get tired of it, you're like, hey, I'll just stay here and fish. And that's another reason why I just don't feel like right now uh, I'm not really just into tournament fishing uh, with everything that's kind of going on in the world and just the state of things. Uh, I would, uh, you know, just there, we have plenty of tournaments here uh, and I'm just going to wait for things to get back to normal. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So as, as things are kind of moving through this, question mark time you know the five live thing has been has been a little online live stream tournament series that's went on you were invited to fish on that if i'm not mistaken is that that true 
Yes, uh, I I am. I don't know if they've like announced the the final week. Have y'all seen anything about that yet? No, the I mean the only things I've seen is for this week with uh, with Matt Ball and uh, uh, ja- okay. Jackson Jackson's fishing. I, I can't remember the exact lineup. I just saw yeah, Matt I, post some. I don't think I'm supposed to like say yet. Like you know, like who else is fishing? But I mean, I'll just say like they're. I mean, they were in the ten. They do well. You, you know the name. You know who they are. They're they're good fishermen. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and then you know, uh, two of them weren't, but very established fishermen too. So, uh, they're. I think it's kind of neat. It's a neat format. Uh, it sucks, you know. I mean, anytime you it only have five or three or ten people, um, you know, it's it's inclusive to only a select few. And there's so many kayak fishermen out there um, and guys that are deserving and girls, Christine, that are just des- deserving <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that are deserving of of opportunities and. Uh, you know, it, you know, it, and it stinks that sometimes, like, you know, like, someone that's very deserving of the opportunity to be competing in something wasn't invited, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think we could all feel the same way about, uh, you know, just some of these select teams that kind of pop up from time to time. Yeah. Like, what was it, the Pan Am last year that they really didn't have a selection process? It was just kind of like... The, this guy, this guy, this guy, and you don't really know how they came about that. But uh, politics. Well, I think I think one of the deals with this five live is it's uh, it's not only they want to get good anglers on there, but it's ever whoever's going to pony up the money too, as far as the company that's willing to throw the money behind the angler because it's yeah legit sponsors. I think is how I heard it phrased. Legit story. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, you know, I, it's a tough time right now because I mean. Even for me, like, you know, talking to, you know, some of the companies I'm affiliated with, I mean, they're not really doling out money right now for things. I mean, people, the economy is not in a state where companies are just, you know, spending excess money, like, on on anglers. And, you know, I mean, businesses just aren't doing well right now. The fishing industry isn't... Most of the big pros, like... A lot of the big pros are losing their sponsorships because these companies, that's the first thing they cut. Like, because for them, being able to produce a product is what actually makes them the money, not yeah. the tax write off for what they spend on advertising. So I think when you go in and try to pressure a company, especially a company that may not be huge, like, listen, you pay me this price now or you're going to pay more later. Like, I think that's kind of uh, like maybe not a great approach in this. I don't. I want. I mean, recession, depression. I don't know what you call what the economy's going through right now, but I think it's kind of a tough time to go knocking on the door with your hand out right now. I even heard yeah, Swind- I uh, mean, Swindle the other day on a podcast, who's you know as big a name as they come, said that his sponsors called him and said the checks aren't coming. He didn't say which ones that that was, but I mean, you know, it doesn't get any bigger name than him right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I mean, anyone's a winner. Yeah, nobody is without a doubt. And, you know, like for me, like I'm I try not to like ask for much assistance from sponsors and stuff like that. Anyways, uh, you know, if if I can get it, yeah, I'm definitely not going to turn it down. But I just I don't go out seeking it in the first place. 
and, and so and this time with the the state of everything the economy the you know businesses i it, it's tough to to approach someone and ask for money right now even oh, a company sure. that you know does well um it's just i don't know it's some people don't have a problem with it and just like me personally like i don't know i just kind of feel weird about it sometimes yeah the nice thing about the anglers is uh, i think at least i think most of them are are uh just able to sign up and fish for this five live and 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 scott's doing all the hustling so i don't think you have to really I, that's that's the way um i believe it to be too yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah but i don't know it's uh interesting format i don't know that uh the technology's really there yet for us to be able to view it in the in a quality manner manner but it's but it's coming no you you almost need like a, a film guy like a dedicated film guy to like live stream it you know that way like everything's like in perspective like you can like actually see the action the whole time and then uh you, you gotta have like a wi-fi booster or something like that to get you know the good signal out uh because i mean even though we're supposed you're supposed to have good signal for this guys are going to go places where there's not good signal because that's where the good fishing is you know like the best fishing is always where there's no cell phone signal i tried to uh live stream uh, do a little deal last year at our our classic for our local club we sent people out in their kayaks to live stream and follow anglers around and we learned quickly that uh signal can get spotty in a hurry it was it was a good effort but with without a doubt uh so yeah I, i've got a place uh you know i'm gonna fish the five live next weekend and i'm gonna i'm probably gonna fish down where i guide at on the brazos river and uh we'll see what happens i mean and that's given that we have more rain coming and they're already releasing so i have a small window to to fish anyways between releases and if we get a ton of rain in the next week uh that might not be a, a possibility but um, I've got a, a backup spot. Um, in this five live thing, you can fish private lakes and private water. And uh, oh, really? I, 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 I yeah, oh. yeah, you, you, you you're can allowed fish private. Yeah, you you could fish anything um, as long as it's not like Are a fish hatchery. I, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I um, so I I've got a spot that if if the river doesn't work out for me for whatever reason <laughs> that um i'm gonna go to and, and we'll see what happens but uh well, it could be I've special seen some people putting up skunks and not not putting up limits and you can fish private water <laughs> hey ryan if i that's, get if, if that's I get... my understanding i i, I don't run it but that's what i was led to believe ryan if i get Damn. that if i get that invite if i get that invite i'm going to kyle long's backyard jacking those giants you I'm going to the dugout bait and tackle out in the freaking stock pond. Jamie got out in the backyard with them F1s out there. That's what I'm going to get on. There you go. Uh, so we've got a couple of viewer questions that came in for you. Uh, sure. Of course, I can't see them, so y'all Clinton, let me know. <laughs> Clinton wants to know if, who are the five anglers in Texas you do not want to fish against. And I, I, after you beat the hell out of everybody in Texas, I don't know if that's a real question or not, but which ones do you find the toughest? Oh, God. I mean, that's kind of, that's tough because, I mean, like, I would. Is Clifton like, I on the list? The, I, I want the best anglers there <laughs> no. because I know that, like, I'm not my best if the other, the top anglers aren't there. If I'm not pushing myself against people that are really pushing themselves to put up good scores, uh, 
I don't know if I actually did my best, you know, if I didn't beat someone that's trying just as hard. Uh, but somebody I know, like, who has, like, a, just a, like, a relentless, like, passion, like, who just, like, every single time, like, no matter how good I do, like, I know that, like, in the back of my mind, this one guy, like, he, he might, he might have me, like, I had a good day, but, like, I, he might have me, like, it's all, it's Guillermo Gonzalez, I mean, the guy is a For hammer, sure. I mean, I mean, um, I don't know if, like, nationwide, if, like, everybody knows how good he is, everybody knows, but, that. He he's good, man. The guy is good. Like you know, like mentally, he he's strong. Like when it comes to fishing, he's really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're talking about Texas kayak bass fishermen, um, there's no better example really than G. Um, and then another good buddy of ours, Joseph Sanderson. Uh, he's just a phenomenal talent. Like the guy is a he fishes in a kayak. He fishes in a boat. It you know the guy's kid's just a good fisherman. Um, I mean, I don't even know what else to say about him. He's just really, really good. Um, and, and just like Guillermo, he's got that relentless passion to him, you know, like no matter like how good a day you come in with 103 inches and he might roll in with 108, you know, like this, like smiling and grinning and, um, <laughs> but, and, you know, I'm fortunate to call those guys friends of mine, you know, so, um, but without a doubt, like those two guys right there, like just hammers, you know, I mean, all around the state, any given trail, uh, those, those guys have done well anywhere they've competed and man, it's okay if there's just two. Yeah. Those, those are the, 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 that's the cream of the crop, man. Those are the best guys. Um, they could compete in boat in just about any boat tournament. They're, they're good fishermen. And I believe it. I had, when I came and stayed with you, like, what, three or four years ago when I was in Dallas, I didn't really know who Guillermo was. And I walk into your house, and there's this room that's, like, stacked from the floor to the ceiling with trophies and checks and plaques. And, and it was freaking, it was, like, Guillermo's little trophy room. And I was like, what in the hell? Like, who is this guy? And he's the like, dude's got a very impressive room, trophy room. Like, pulling rods up, man. It's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, and what's crazy is, like, when I met Yermo, like, like I've bass fished my whole life, but I, I will say that, I mean, I've learned just a ton from him. Just, like, the way, like, maybe he approaches things or baits he throws or, you know, maybe just how, like, he even approaches tournaments. Like, you know, like, he tries to catch big fish. Like, he, like so many times a kayak fisherman goes out there and they're like, I'm just trying to get a limit. You know, like, how many times have we heard that where someone goes, I'm just trying to get a limit. Like, maybe if the fishing's, like, really tough, that's, like, the way to do it. But here, you need to catch big fish. Like, you're not going to beat everybody uh, if you don't go catch a giant one. So, I mean, you need to go out there and have some sort of way, I feel like, to target a bigger bite. And uh, Guillermo's just always been really good at doing that. And I, I picked up on little things that he does and definitely made me a better angler yeah that's awesome and there's probably not a nicer guy you'll meet out there on the tournament circuit either than than g yeah yeah he's really nice you know like but you know it's those people that are really nice you gotta watch <laughs> it's a, the honest people like myself would just tell you like how they honestly truthfully feel you know i mean you know where you stand with me uh you, you never have to worry about <laughs> 
Anybody else got any questions out there? I don't want to get into some of these that people asked. I'm not even going to bring up the names. <laughs> no. Sean Accord, Sean, this isn't a controversial question. Sean Accord asked, where do you see uh, kayak tournament fishing going in the next five years? Man, it's a really good question because, like, I'm just a fisherman. Like, I'm not really, like, some people are, like, visionaries, and they're like, oh, man, like, you know, it's going to go to this. We're going to be on TV fishing for this and this and that. I just hope that we're around competing the same people are around uh, because I love the community aspect. I like a lot of the people, the kayak fishermen that do this. I've developed a lot of good friends. Um, so, yeah, I would just like to see everything that we have right now. And maybe we're just fishing for more money and more exposure. You know, I, I don't I think our system's perfect. Personally, I love catch photo release. I don't think there's a better way to do kayak tournaments. I don't think MLF format is the way to do anything personally because i don't think that's a good way to like i mean think how much like a work you have for like a judge you know who's like scoring fish like and everybody's submitting 12 inch fish like you know what a uh, headache that's gotta that's be a, i think that's a huge headache yeah <laughs> and one another thing people don't think a oh, 12 inch fish if someone puts their hand over it they all look the exact same so like someone could just be submitting the same fish or you know like a slightly altered fish with their hand over so i don't know man I, I just don't really like like that style fishing and then, like another reason i don't like the mlf's format for kayak fishing is like if you catch one 24 inch donkey you should you should be rewarded for that and you're neutralized by somebody who threw a cinco and caught two dinks or a ned rig ryan <laughs> hey, come two on, 12 man. inches come on now hey I'm pretty so sure pretty sure that was the only limit that was caught <laughs> Hey, uh, Matt, Christine brought up two other Texas hammers, which is uh, Jeff Isham and Brian Howell. Yeah, like, you know, I can, I don't like naming people. Uh, I really don't. That's why I just went with two friends. Because, like, when you start naming people, you're always going to leave off, like, somebody that's, like, <laughs> so deserving. And it's like, oh, dang, like, I didn't think of that person off the top of my head. Like, I've been out fishing and I haven't even eaten today. I had, like, three oranges out on the boat. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at, like, my, like, most uh, frisk right now. Like, I'm not, like, as, as spunky as I would like to be. Uh, I'm a little burnt out at the at this point in the day. I got you. Uh, but, yeah, hammers and, and great guys, man. I, I, I love Aisha, and I love freaking Brian, man. Um, and I know when those guys show up that they're going to bring it too, man. So I, I love people that push me to be to do better. And I love when I see other people just like just show up out of nowhere and, and wreck them, you know, like like people might not think it. They might think I'm like ultra competitive or something like I love to see somebody smash them like that, like gets me excited. Like I love to see somebody like coming up like through the ranks, like consistently like coming out of nowhere, like making a name for themselves. Um, you know, like I, I love that stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I definitely think that Isham and Brian are, are two people that if you're sleeping on them, you shouldn't. Yeah, definite, so. definite hammers. I like watching Mark Pendergraft when he catches a fish. You know, I, like. I, I, <laughs> you know Pendergraft's a character, man. Uh, we, we've had our, 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 our goes about things, but, man, I, I think Pendergraft is, is a sweet dude, man. I really do. Like, oh, sweetheart. I, 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 I know, I know he's watching this show right now, and he's probably grinning. <laughs> but man, like, 
Hey, hey, Pendergrass one of my final four picks for that bracket thing this weekend. Don't sleep on Hey, Pendergrass. man, don't, don't sleep on Pendergrizzle, man. He, he's going to go over the fork and teach everybody a, a thing or two, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I like man, There's just so many good dudes here in North Texas. We're really fortunate just to have, like, just good people for the most part. Um, they just enjoy fishing and being around. And like I said, if I don't do well, I, I love to see them do well, man. I really do. Um, it, it's good for the community, uh, for, for guys to, to have success and find confidence, um, in this, you know, I mean, if this is going to be a legitimate sport, I mean, guys got to feel like, you know, they can go out there and compete and, and win. And, you know, so I, I love, I love seeing, like I said, new guys or, you know, just other people, you know, have, you know, um, success. Yeah, man. Uh, we're rolling. We're over an hour tonight, Ryan. This conversation has been awesome. Oh, I, we, we, we've been, we've been are, are we roll? Are we rolling because I was late? No, 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 no. We're just. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Been a good interview. No, good questions coming in. And, and y- y'all, like I said, I can't see the questions. So if there's like something that I'm missing, I'm not ignoring anybody. I'm just can't see so, them. So it's basically, uh, DJ Williams says it's been a great show. Sean Accord, we've we've given you several of his questions. Clifton Allen just found his keyboard, so he has he's got most he's winning on that one for sure. Yeah. Clifton's good people too, man. People might think Clifton is uh, you know, this like I mean he is like loud mouthed on the internet, but like if you were ever meet the guy in person, he is like a gentle giant. He's so quiet. Like you would think like this tall guy like has no vocal cords and he's deaf or something, but like no, I mean uh clifton he, he he's a good dude man I, i'm glad that he's around in north texas he keeps everybody on their toes uh he always keeps things, he, he keeps things interesting like you have to have some people like that like not everybody please nobody copy clifton i don't need another clifton out there you can't, but, you like, can't copy that man that's authentic he, stuff yeah i i see people try and it's just like no we don't need more of that like we have one clifton we don't need two or three like you know come original with yourself come with your own style like <laughs> ryan, ryan i think maybe clifton needs to come on here one night and just have a little convo with yeah him. i do think you, you need, need to bring on the people's champ yeah are you still if you're still out here clifton let us know what you think we've had a lot of side conversations and i really like clifton like when i when i was out in dallas a couple months ago that like that was one of the things i wanted to do i want to sit down hang out with with duke scotch john clifton and pendergraph and that didn't happen. So it was it was John, John Scotch and Duke and me and Flexgate. Flexgate. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I, I I say we we need some tournaments to go on just so we can get another you know something else to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I like, know, man. For real. You know, this fun fishing isn't near as uh you know it's exciting and fun, but like. It doesn't cause like near the commotion, you know. Like, we, we need some drama in our lives, man. We've got a local tournament on Chickamauga Saturday, but the lake's like eight feet above flood stage right now, so it, it should be interesting. It's got to make it tough, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, fish tomorrow. So, It'll be in the are are y'all having local tournaments or like the local tournaments like starting to like want to come back? Uh, like the live That's, tournament. So we, we haven't stopped, but what we've done is moved them online. So we had one that was lake wide 
on Gunnersville the week before the national championship was supposed to start. And then we're doing this one. It's going to be all through Tourney Eggs, but it's going to be like seven different ramps. So we're trying to spread people out so people aren't on top of each other. And we, we've, we've got maybe 30, 35 guys showing up for the local stuff. So we're trying not to like, you know, pack people on top of each other. We're doing everything online. You don't do a physical check-in in the morning, no captain's meeting. There's no physical check-in in the afternoon. You just no mark yourself safe on er, Tarny eggs. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> And we're doing no, we're, uh, we're we're still doing uh, catch and hog trough, but you can't you can't prop it up and and press down on it. You can't do that. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it depends on the trail. Um, there's one I think that's still allowing them here, and one that's gone to straight catch only. I think. Yeah, we're doing yeah, the same, we're doing we the same thing here. Like yeah, we're we're having the same deal, Ryan, where we have uh, the local club here is just doing on no captain's meeting, no way in, just online. But same body of water. I mean, people are bored, dude. Like, everybody wants to get out of the house. So, I, I think if you cut that stuff off, you're just making people go a little more crazy. Like, we got, we got to do something. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're bored in the DFW area, you hit me up. Lone Star Kayak Guide, I will take you fishing. <laughs> I will there put you, you on fish. You get a Corona, you corona discount? Special Corona rate? There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know about a corona rate because I mean they're they're in there like hazard like that's like hazard pay right like I should I should get more. <laughs> can we can we give them like a code right? like KBN twenty or something for a code for some money off of this? Man, yeah, you know what? If you put KBN twenty, I'll knock off fifty bucks. You, there we you go. saw this. You, you saw this. You tell me KBN twenty. You call me for a guide trip. I will knock fifty dollars off. There we go. Making it happen here on KBN. The power of the people, man. I, I, I'm yeah. trying to give it back to the people. Uh, so, you know what? It's, you know. That's good stuff, man. Katie just dropped a link to your website in the comments. So, thanks, Katie. Yes. LoneStarKayakGuide.com. That's awesome. Heck yeah. Well, guys, if you guys got anything else, shoot it out there. But we're about to wrap this thing up. It's been an awesome interview. Uh, just kind of flowed throughout the night. Like I said, we ran dang near hour and 15 minutes which which is fine when it's a good one we just let it keep rolling mm, i hope i didn't bore anybody too bad nah, yeah thanks dude. for having Thank me you. Thanks for like i said I, i'm sorry that like i just like kind of spaced but man i mean catching those fish <laughs> out there today man like i like did not want to leave the lake um so uh i'm, I'm glad i made it back for this but Man, it, it kind of killed me to floor it out of there when I knew that they were biting. <laughs> no, Gary, we're, we, uh, we're not pro staff. I think we've been on time twice in two years, so you're pretty much just right on, yeah. right on par with so, the rest of us. So. Everybody well, usually just bad. they usually just blame me, so we'll just keep that rolling and say it was my fault. Don't worry about it, Matt. We're good. <laughs> Arkansas yeah, Arkansas man. yeah, Garrett Morgan just said we're Lone Star Kayak Pro Staff now. We'll take it. They're official hey, man. guys. Hey, put it. Hell yeah, dude. Put that shit on your jerseys. I want to yeah. see that. All right. If you put LSKG on your jersey, I will do something special for you. If I see some shit like that, even if you <laughs> write it in Sharpie on there, All right. <laughs> I might get some baits. Who knows? I, I, don't feel like that's a, I don't feel like that's a legit sponsor. I'll get back to you later. Yeah. Okay? We'll talk. Ha, have, you, have your people call our people, and we'll let you know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. What, what a fun night that was, and uh, 
we're going to wrap this thing up. And everybody out there that's watching, stay safe. Uh, hopefully you can get back to work soon, wherever you're living, and uh, we'll see you all next week or two. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Y'all be safe out there.